0: Hey guys, before we get started on today's podcast, I want to take a minute and talk to you about a free training I'm conducting in May, May 13th, for mom and pop shops, entrepreneurs, and side hustlers where I will reveal my exact four-step branding and marketing system that I've used with my local clients and they've had amazing results. Uh, I fell into this accidentally doing this for local people and I was shocked myself. I uh, found out two weeks ago that one of my clients um, had an 18% growth uh, in 2019. Another one of my clients had a $250,000 investment directly from our marketing strategy and uh, then another one of my clients had summer profits in November and they're a largely seasonal uh, business so uh, the reason I decided to do this is because COVID-19 has changed everything where maybe a digital presence was optional it is no longer optional I mean, think about it, even before COVID-19, when people heard about your business, they would immediately Google, which is a verb now, your business, they would read your reviews, and then they would visit your website. So your online presence presence is your potential customer's first impression of you and a major factor in whether to do business with, with you or your competitor. I mean, if you think about it, if they don't see good reviews and if they don't see a website, All they have to do is move their eyes over to the left and see all your competitors ranked right there in Google. So... I noticed that during COVID-19, those that had nurtured a strong online presence prior to the pandemic were doing way better than those who hadn't and were scrambling to catch up. So there are four things, just four, that your business needs to do online, and I'm going to show you step by step. So if you've been frustrated and overwhelmed trying to figure out how to launch and maintain your online brand, this is for you. Maybe you don't even have one yet. So number one, you're going to learn how to build a beautiful website that wows uh, and only costs zero to $279 a year. I'm going to show you how to set up Google My Business the easiest way, and I mean easiest way that actually works of getting Google reviews, and then a 15-minute monthly strategy to improve your ranking. yes. 15 minutes, that's all it takes. I'm also going to show you how to set up your Facebook page and rock your content without using up all of your time, how to capture email addresses while bringing outrageous value. This training will teach you how to position yourself as the choice instead of a commodity where people only do business with you based on your price. You never want it to be based on your price. It has to be where you're the choice. You don't have to post on all the social media platforms, you don't need to spend an arm and a leg for a fantastic website, and you don't need any technical experience. In fact, I designed this training specifically for non-techies. My first business, still open today, that started in 1998, was teaching people how to use their computers. So I know how to break down complex ideas into simple steps that work. So please register for this training. You simply cannot be caught unaware ever again by something like a virus. You can't waste another minute losing potential customers to your competitors that already have a strong online brand presence. And you cannot live another day with a monkey on your back telling you what you need to do. Uh, or what you should do, and that is have an online brand. So go to bit.ly forward slash B-Y-B online now and register. Oh, and by the way, that meowing in the background is Joseph. My name is Sherry Wilson and I'm here to fill your ears with the best business content I can give you while you work out, commute, or clean your house. Anything to help you work your biz like a boss. Hey! Welcome to this week's podcast, and I am super excited. My name is Sherry Wilson, in case you didn't know already. And I have to say, I've really been looking forward to today's podcast because I'm about to give you an extremely powerful tool for change that most are oblivious to, but it's everywhere, and that is influence. If you're a true entrepreneur, you're always seeking out ways to be better, better in your business, better in your relationships, better in your marriage, better as a parent, and better as a person. That's just what we do, and I believe it's a key entrepreneurial trait. And I'm sure that you know that one of the best ways to see how jacked up you are is starting a business. I mean, entrepreneurship can make or break you, and can I please get an amen? Well, the other day, I was brainstorming key things in my life that have caused exponential growth in me as a person and in my business. And I immediately thought of several people that have influenced me over the years. Uh, my best friend, Cindy, uh, she was a very positive influence in my life. She taught me how to get outside of my shell as an uh, introvert and you know, approach people, say, hi, how are you? You know, tell me uh, about yourself. Tell me your story. You know, just things like that to get conversation going. And then, I mean, I couldn't help but think of my husband and his amazing influence in my life. He's probably been one of the uh, top three that have made me a better person. And then, of course, if you're a parent, you know that being a parent is a crucible of influence, unlike anything else. I mean, I was forced to become a better person because I was determined not to run my kid. So as I was sitting there thinking, I realized a pattern. All of these were influences. And then I couldn't help but go to my favorite business influencers on Instagram like Jenna Kutcher and Hillary Rushford and Amy Porterfield and Jasmine Starr and Gary V and Lewis Howes and... Um, James Wedmore, just all of these great people, and they've powerfully helped shape my business, and yet I've never personally met them, and that is the power of influence. And so me being a dictionary nerd, I of course had to go and look up the definition of influence and dictionary.com says it's the capacity or power of persons or things to be a compelling force on or produce effects on the actions behavior opinions etc of others influence can be good or bad i mean it's unseen like the wind You you got a gentle breeze that's refreshing and helpful but if winds get too strong they're damaging all of us have been in relationships where maybe the worst in us was brought out or the best in us I recently learned that my lack of self-esteem was the real problem in relationships that brought out the worst in me, not the other person, and I decided that I would never give my power away and allow someone to make me worse instead of better, and it also sparked in me a desire to always make people better around me by bringing value everywhere I go. Now, influence can be good, and it can be bad. Uh, For example, well, actually, I guess I should phrase it, influence even good can be bad. So let me give you an example of this. I'm sure you've scrolled through Instagram admiring all of your favorite influencers like I have, and then you compare your Instagram to theirs and feel that you will not ever measure up or get there. Comparison is a never, is never a good idea, but comparison is when we allow what's supposed to be a good influence turn bad due to our insecurities. Years ago, I came to the conclusion that people want my normal because my normal is amazing. I have gifts, skills, and knowledge that to me are no big deal, but to others, they're life-changing. Once I realized that, I was able to get comfortable in my own skin and in the influence I give others. Comparison became an every once in a while issue instead of daily. But how do we harness the power of influence? I mean, just like when? Can be harnessed for our benefit? It can too. And often influence power is felt when we are uncomfortable. So that's where you come to the decision. If you're going to let the power of influence affect you. Let me give you an example. A few weeks ago, a couple from our church let me know that their daughter was coming into town to visit. Now, of course, this was pre-COVID-19. And I was super excited, and I asked if they were going to bring her to church, and yes, they were. All of us were excited because they shared that she was coming at our Friday uh, gathering. That Sunday came and went with no daughter. And at first, I felt a mild irritation because I recognize the core value is for people to keep their word. But as the week went on, I could feel it growing into offense. I had thoughts like, Are they embarrassed of our church? Of me? Are they afraid we'll make their daughter uncomfortable? Did their daughter not want to come and talk them out of it? By the time of our Friday meeting, irritation had now turned into a feeling of betrayal and disloyalty. I know, it's ridiculous, but that's how, you know, negative emotions grow and become problems. So I recognized some of what was going on and I was fighting it without much success. And everyone starts showing up the next Friday, including this couple, and by this time their daughter had gone home. I felt awkward and I felt weird around them, not because of them, but because of me. We all sat down to eat before starting our study, and they mentioned they were sorry they didn't come to church so we could meet their daughter. And this is what I said I said, Yeah, we were all disappointed. The minute I said it, I knew I was being petty. I mean, who cares if they decide to stay home? They're adults and can make their own decisions. Why was I letting it get to me? They did nothing wrong. The rest of Friday night and all day Saturday, I struggled trying to understand what was going on in me. And I felt bad for making them feel bad. And I had broken my personal decision of using my influence to make others better, not worse. So I decided I needed to apologize, and I did it that Sunday in front of everybody, because I was dumb in front of everybody, and I confessed my struggle while assuring them they did nothing wrong. Later that week, I sat down with my journal, and I processed the why. My relationship with them forced me to better be a better person. I couldn't stay upset because I valued them more than my personal right to be unreasonably fussy, And that's when this post was birthed. I saw how influence can make me a better person, even if it's making me uncomfortable at the moment. So here are two tips that came out of my experience. The first one is allow those you value in your life to influence you to be a better person. Don't just accept negative feelings or dismiss them. Instead, process them in light of how important their friendship is to you. And number two, allow those you want to be like to influence you. Now this one can be tricky. It's very easy to fall into comparison. The key is to stay authentic to who you are and celebrating those things while learning from the other person's journey and wisdom. I'd encourage you to think about the power of influence in your own life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Learn from those lessons, celebrate the good, and think about your influence on others. Is it helpful or hurtful? Once you analyze the power of influence in your life, Make a core decision to live your life in a way that influences others for the better. I hope today's podcast gave you some actionable wisdom that you can do immediately for your business. I've got a lot more free training on my website at sherryannwilson.com. Sherry with an I and with an E. But before you go... Please leave a kind review of this podcast. It's like giving me a hug in podcast world. Work Your Biz Like a Boss is a Mr. Joseph production. What do you think, Joseph?